Catherine Clare. Welcome to our Aminal podcast. I am the host. And this is my co-host, Anna Clary. I am Anna. Hello. Welcome back to the Aminal podcast. Today we're interviewing Mr. Morrison about butterflies. Mr. Morrison is an entomologist. Well, hello. Hello. Nice to see you. Tell us about the life cycle of a butterfly. Okay, we're talking about monarch butterflies. So they start as an egg that a female lays on a milkweed plant, right? And (laughs) then then what happens? How does that caterpillar get out of the egg? Do you know the answer to that? It eats it. That's right. Then it turns around and finishes the finishes the meal, eats the whole egg before it starts to eat the plant. Okay. What's the next stage after after that tiny little caterpillar eats the egg, starts eating a little bit of the plant? What then happens? it sheds its skin. Yeah, that's right. And then what happens? It turns into a chrysalis. That's right. And the chrysalis hangs on the some nearby stem that it's crawled off onto, that the caterpillar's crawled off onto. And then what happens? It changes inside the chrysalis and then it, and then um, after a little bit, it comes out and it's a butterfly. Yeah, that's right. When it comes out, what do the wings look like when it first comes out of the chrysalis? Do you know what they're all crumpled? Yeah, they're very body's huge. And then they, they really grow much, much larger than than they when they first come out. And then after a little while, usually a few hours, uh, the butterfly flies off. And uh, do you know what the butterfly does then? It drinks nectar from flowers. Exactly right, exactly right. Does it have a mouth like ours? No, they have a proboscis. Oh my goodness, you you know all the, all the good words. <laughs> well, That's I learned right. all about them in first grade. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think she did. Drinking tube. So where 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 does the nectar come from? I mean, where where in the flower is the nectar? The flowers. Yeah, way down deep, right? So she needs that long probing straw of a mouth part to drink the nectar. Good. Okay. What else about monarchs would you like to know? How far do my do monarchs? Butter to monarch butterflies migrate. Okay, um, well that, that's a, a slightly tricky question because it depends on which monarchs you're talking about. If you're talking about the ones that we find here in the late summer, those yes. monarchs, yeah, those monarchs, the ones that we that we see in late August or early September, that's the those are the monarchs that fly all the way to Mexico which is about 3,000 miles. Ooh. Actually, they don't, they don't fly exactly like, as you might expect, you know, flap, flap, flapping their wings. Instead, what they do is they, they take advantage of what they call thermals. That means rising pockets of hot air that you, have you ever seen a, a vulture or a hawk kind of flying around and around in circles high in the air? Yes. Those birds are, they often will not flap much. They just kind of rise up, 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 because there's a lot of warm air from the ground that lifts them up. And the monarchs do the same sort of thing. They, 
the hot air from open fields that are very warm, lift the butterflies way, way up into the sky, sometimes high enough where you, you can't even see them, and then they glide to the south. Wow. And then they find another pocket of warm air that lifts them up, and they go way up high again, and then, again, glide and glide until they drop down lower. Finally, they, I mean, after doing a lot this a lot and eating, of course, feeding on nectar on the way down to Mexico, they, they accomplish their 3,000-mile journey. So they, when they get there to Mexico, they're in really good shape. They're not all tattered and beat up. They look like they're brand new. Do they go over the redwood forest? Do they fly over the forest? Is that one of the questions? Redwood. Redwood forests? No, I don't think so. The redwoods grow way up in the northwestern part of the United States. And, uh, and the monarchs, the ones that we have anyway, they, they fly along the east coast of the United States and then, then across and over into Mexico. So they're n nowhere near the redwoods. How do butterflies see? How do they see? Well, they have eyes. They have eyes like like um, like all insects, almost all insects do. Uh, they're different than our eyes. They're they um, they probably see things differently than we do, but um, they certainly see colors and they can see shapes. What do butterflies love? What do they love? You probably. <laughs> If you're gentle with them, they, they, they probably, they're, they're attracted to one another. That's for sure. The males and the females are attracted to one another. Uh, and of course, they love to land on flowers and drink the nectar. Did I ask you what is the coolest thing about butterflies? The first part of their life is in that caterpillar stage where they're, all they're doing is a, is a walking around and mostly eating, eating, eating and growing and growing. And uh, they don't they don't get very far. They just you know they're just on a milkweed plant. But then they transform into something much different, much different. An animal that can a beast that can fly. That's pretty different, don't you think? Tell us more about the metamorphosis. Oh my gosh, you got all the good words. That's <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Metamorphosis means that um, it's a change from one life form to the next, and with these creatures, it actually is called complete metamorphosis, which means it's completely different change from, from one uh, sort of version of what the animal looks like to something completely different. Some insects don't do that. Some insects start off looking like a little tiny uh, version of themselves, and then they just get bigger and bigger, like a grasshopper, for instance. When a grasshopper comes out of an egg, it looks like a tiny, tiny little grasshopper. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it stays a grasshopper all its life. But with butterflies and other creatures of that sort, they start off as something that doesn't look like a butterfly at the beginning, does it? Like a frog. Like a frog. They start off as tadpoles. Okay, now there's another example of complete metamorphosis. They start out as a tadpole. And then they could become something that live in the water. And then they become a creature that has four legs. That's really different from no legs to four legs. That's another complete metamorphosis, complete change. Do you have any questions for us? Yeah. What I'd like to know is, um, have you learned anything about other kinds of butterflies besides monarch butterflies? Well, one of the things you might want to, want to, um, experiment with next year is to see if you can find some other kinds of caterpillars and raise them besides monarchs. For example, there's a really lovely butterfly that lays its eggs on, on uh, carrot, uh, carrot plants and dill plants. It's called a black swallowtail. Very easy to raise, very pretty caterpillar and becomes a beautiful dark butterfly. 
maybe we can maybe we can set something up next next summer where uh, where you can raise some of those creatures. Does that sound okay? Um, Daddy would have to plant carrots in his garden. <laughs> well, get him on it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I have another idea. Here at our house, we raise really, really big caterpillars that become beautiful large moths. And uh, we always have a lot of extras. And uh, we'd be happy to share some of those with you next summer. How does that sound? Okay. Good. All right. It's a deal. All right. What else? Anything else? What's your favorite kind of butterfly? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I have a particular favorite. I guess I've spent a lot of time you know, working with monarch butterflies, but you know there are there are more than a hundred species of butterflies that live in Massachusetts. Ooh. More than a hundred. A lot of them are very small, and some of them are rare, but there's more than a hundred. So there's lots there's lots to learn, lots and lots to learn. And that's just butterflies. I mean, there's all kinds of other wonderful insects oh. out there to learn things about. Sure. Tell us some more about it. <laughs> about, well, you know, when, when I was your age, I spent a lot of time outdoors and I spent a lot of time looking at things, watching it, watching things, especially uh, insects and things that lived along the pond edge where I lived. And that's where I got interested. And I, I don't seem to, I, I can't stop. You know, it's just so fascinating, all that stuff out there. So uh, I'd like to encourage you to do more of that yourself. Get outdoors, look carefully at things, look closely, and learn things yourself, okay? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Let's do this again. For our animal fact of the week, the eggs of a pipevine swallowtail are orange and round. Bye.